0: Well, that kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? I mean, we did just preach through the book of Acts. That took us over a year. And so you've probably heard that story a few times. That passage where Paul tells us that he, how he came to know who Jesus was. How he was raised in a religious home. And he raised also a Roman citizen, which was important. And he was taught by the finest seminary teachers. And he thought himself to be like Elijah. When he was out ridding the church of the people that were... Preaching Jesus' names, he saw himself like Elijah, killing the 400 prophets of Baal and Asherah. Saying, well, we're just getting rid of the false teaching within our groups. And then we know the story, you may have read it in the book of Acts, but while he's rocking on the road to Damascus, a bright light comes and he's blind. And he's reminded that he is physically blind, just as he is spiritually blind. He says, Who are you, Lord? And he says, Paul, Paul. He hears a voice, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? I go, well, who are you? I am Jesus of Nazareth. And he will travel blind where he will meet up with brethren that he was persecuting. And the scales will find out, fall off because he can spiritually see as well as physically see. And he'll be called to go to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As a people that most of us are not Jews in this room, I'd say most of us are not. There might be one or two of you. So you have to thank Paul and others like Paul that have taken the good news to those who it did not originally go to. And so we have the good news of Jesus Christ. But it was only because Paul was called by Jesus himself. And as we think of Paul... We see a hero of the faith that was not exactly the man you might consider a hero. A persecutor. What's that mean? He kills. Yeah. Tradition has that he was holding the coats of the people that stoned Stephen, the first martyr listed in the Bible. And he would have them arrested and tried and even stoned. But yet here he is. And they are praising God after a period of time because of him. Because he has become the one that is set upright. But as we think about what Paul is doing and going to do, including writing the book of Galatians... We have to ask ourselves, could Paul have done what he is going to do if he did not have his past? Have you ever thought about that? If Paul was not who he was, could he have done it? If he was not raised in a religious home, if he was not a Roman citizen, if he was not... Trained in rhetoric, that means speaking. If he was not, even dare say, a persecutor, could he have done the great things that he will go on to do? Now, I have to be careful with my wording as I get into this, because some of you are going to hear me say, well, God wants my past and whatever I'm doing now, so I can everything's okay. Whatever sin I'm doing, that's okay. That's not what I'm saying. Paul was a persecutor, and God used him to spread his gospel. Yes, even he used the persecution to spread the news out as they ran away from him. Yes, they used him to learn so that they would be transformed through him. That doesn't mean that was God saying, well, I want you to go out, Paul. It's not like he heard a voice saying, Paul, Paul, go and persecute in my name. He said, why are you persecuted? He called him out of his sin. So we can't just say this. But what we can say is the you your past is a person that God can use. You are an equivalent of your past. Think about it. Would you be the person you are today if you did not have your past? Of course not. Would we be the people as a group we are if we did not have our past? The good and the bad. We wouldn't be what we are today if we did not have our past. That does not mean everything is good in our past. And that even God caused you to do things because he wanted you to be that person. That, that's not what I'm saying. Don't be hearing, well, God wants me to sin so I can be this person. No. That's just you trying to get off with some sin. Write it off in your own head. God is going to use the person that you were for his glory. He makes you who you are. And as we think about, as I think about the different testimonies. How many of you guys have ever written down your story? Right? You write it down. It's healing. It's also good to put it down on paper. And you start realizing some lies you've told yourself. You guys have told yourself some lies. You write it down. You're like, wait, no, that's not how it really happened. Let me be honest with myself. How I many of you guys have been there, right? <laughs> Writing it down is actually really helpful. Very therapeutic. But think about that. I, I remember... As a as a, a, a high school student, I was heard these people with these great testimonies, like they were in a motorcycle gang and they were on drugs and they were stabbing people, and then God got a hold of them, and and then God changed their life around. And I'm like, I don't relate to that at all. <laughs> and that does that mean I have less of a testimony? I struggled with this growing up. Does that mean I have less of a testimony because I've never gone out and stabbed people? Because I've never been part of a motorcycle gang and, and done drugs? Does that, that make me less of a, I don't have a child when I'm 16. I mean, that, does that make me less of, a, of a, a witness? But we treat people sometimes like they are, right? You don't know anything about real life because you ain't lived the same hard life I have lived. You know, but that's true. I, I don't know about that kind of life. I was blessed. I was blessed. But you know what? God can use my past too. I had to come to, to, to grips that my past was important to make me the person God needed me to be to reach. He took me in my past and said, this is where I'm going to put you. So if you have been out with the drugs and the sex and the rock and roll and 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 the stabbing people, God can take you and put you where he needs you to be. If you have not been, God can... Now, one of the problems we have in our society is we often look at people without our same style, our same background, and say, well, look at him. He's just a college boy. He don't know nothing. Or look at those dirty people. They were out with all the drugs, and I can't, no, we can't trust them. We like to separate ourselves. But God says, you, I have loved. You, I can work with. And I'm going to put you where I need you to be. Even more than that, I'm going to give you gift or gifts, depending on the person, so that you can work with the people I need you to work with out of the mess that you are. And we're all a mess, right? No, you are a mess. And God's making you a beautiful mess. He can make... The mess that you are, the beautiful mess that you are, and puts you where he needs you to be to work with the people he needs you to work with, just like Paul. See, Paul needed to have that Roman citizen. He needed to have, and then God said, This is a man I'm going to use to do this work. This is the man I'm going to use. And guess what? You are the person you need to be. In that mess that you are. You are the person you need to be. And you know what? He's even going to make you better as we grow in Him. As we grow in Him, we're going to repent of our old sinful ways, right? That's, And we're going to turn away from that. It doesn't mean we get to keep being the same old, well, God's using me. You know, I stab people. Now he's using me to continue to stab people. That's not how it works. He's going to grow me into someone better to further reach into those people I'm supposed to reach. So that I can be, so that you can be Even more for His glory. And so God can use you and your mess. Whether it be the good things that you have done. The bad things you have chosen to do. The good things that were done to you. Or the bad things that were done to you. Whether it was something good, the choices you made in life because you said, you know what, at an early age, I'm going to follow God, I'm going to choose to do right. Or maybe I wasn't just following God, I just knew that something was calling me on a different path. And then it became about God and I chose right. Or I chose some bad things. I chose to follow after my own desires of sex and my own desires of drugs or my own desires of whatever, you name it, right? Greed. Or whether something that is out of my control, like how many of you guys had a good family that raised you properly? You had a mom or a dad or maybe mom and dad, which is becoming rare, that loved you and raised you and so you didn't have to deal with some of the things that other people deal with. That was out of your control. And God can use it. But you know what? There's also things that were happened to you that were out of your control. Like you may have been abused or hurt. Or someone lied to you and stole all your money. You were homeless. These are things that are out of your control. Might have been your parents' decisions or your siblings' decisions or someone else's problem. And these things were out of your control. And you know what? God can still use you. In all that beautiful mess that makes you, you. And so we have to accept that we are, whatever our past is, we're not going to get over it. We're not going to forget it. We're going to move forward in God's grace and move forward saying, I am going to honor you with the past and even those who can't forget or forgive we've been all called to forgive forgiveness is part of those things that unchains us to the past someone hurts you and you say i need to forgive but we treat forgiveness like as a switch right? i forgive i don't forgive i forgive i don't forgive Forgiveness is a choice that you make every day. And sometimes you're forgiving, and sometimes you're less forgiving. But we choose it. We choose forgiveness. And after time, it's not as hard to be forgiven. Because it's part of your life. But it's something we walk with every day. And then we get that lie, right? How many of you guys have heard that lie? Forgiving means to forget. That's not forgiving. That's not what the Bible says, right? If God is all-knowing, how can he forget? But we're supposed to forgive like he forgives. You know, he does something better. Even though he knows what you've done, he chooses to overlook it. Now, that doesn't mean that someone hurts you, you need to forgive and keep going back into being hurt. That is not what that means. That means when it is possible, you restore relationships, but they have to repent. And I don't just mean say I'm sorry. I mean, you guys have said I'm sorry, but I don't have no intention of changing who I am, right? You said that to God, right? I'm sorry, but I'm still going to keep doing the same sin I'm doing tomorrow. That's not Repentance. Repentance is when you go through a process of changing who you are. You repent. means to turn away from. Go back and go a different direction. And so you repent. And so sometimes you have to repent. And it's a journey that you take. Sometimes it's a decision. You know what? I'm going to quit. Sometimes it's a journey we take. I'm going to repent. That means I'm going to, I I know the alcohol has gotten into my life. I'm going to repent of it, and I'm going to start restoring those relationships. But I know you cannot trust me till I've proven that I've repented of my alcoholism. So I'm going to have to go through the process of repenting. and It's going to take years for me to restore that trust, but I'm going to repent. And that's how forgiveness works. It's not about forgi- just forgive and forget. It's about saying, i recognize that you can change and i'm going to give you the opportunity to change but that does not mean we are going to be restored in our relationship just yet because you have to prove your repentance god asked the same thing for us doesn't he he calls us to repent of our sin he didn't call that when he says he said go and sin no more he didn't say, go, your sins are forgiven, and I'll forgive it tomorrow when you do the next same thing. He says, go and sin no more. And so sometimes we have trouble forgiving ourselves, and we lock ourselves in the past. And sometimes we have forgiven other people, and we lock ourselves to the past. And we have to choose... To move forward and yes, it's hard and it's difficult and we're not supposed to do it alone. Even Batman had a team. You're not supposed to do it alone. Find the people that you can trust and move forward and walk together. And then sometimes there are things in our past that ties us to it that are out of our control. Let's take PTSD as an example. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. People in war get it. People that just have traumatic events in their lives have it, like abuse, Now, they're doing some studies right now, and it's kind of interesting what they're seeing. Because the question becomes, how come some people that go through the exact same event get PTSD? And some people that go through the exact same event don't get PTSD. Why do one person get it and one person not? And it seems to be, the latest studies, seems to be that it's because some people can't forget not the event no one forgets those events you're not supposed to forget those events you can move on with your life move forward with those advice in your past and move forward and god help you and you become a better person with it but sometimes but what we can but what these people with ptsd can't forget is the emotions that are tied to the event Let me explain that. Someone who has gone through, let's let's choose war, right? Someone who's gone through war can look back and some people, they can say, well, I remember how I felt when I did this, but they're not feeling it. People with PTSD feel it every time. And so if you don't have PTSD, you're like, I don't understand. And it's right, we can't understand. I can't understand. I don't have PTSD. I can't understand. Because I'm not feeling it. I look back at my past and I'm like, I remember how I was feeling, but I'm not feeling it. But they are constantly feeling it. But even people with PTSD have a place in this plan that God is making that beautiful mess they can gather together with other people with PTSD because you are loved, and we are to love on them even though we don't understand. And sometimes we don't get it, and we do get upset because we don't understand what they're going through. But we, we can come beside them and say, You know what? I know you don't really mean that. I can love on you, anyways. And then they can come up beside someone who else has PTSD and they can gather together and say, you know what, we'll just be beautiful messes together. Because God is going to take you and make you and use the past to be the person. He's going to take you out of that and say, I want to use this past to reach a people group. I'm going to gift you to do it. And so think about the people that you can reach and that you can show his grace and mercy and love to using those gifts that he has given you. And of course, think about the people you can't, right? I mean, we all have people. I cannot walk into a motorcycle gang and start telling people about Jesus. Well, I could, but I'd probably be killed. <laughs> it just ain't going to work. I don't have the history. I don't know the way they talk. I don't know the way they walk. I just, it isn't me. I have a good friend that does, though. And God has not only given him the gift to be able to do that, he's given him the gift of evangelism so that when he is there, people accept Christ. Because he was on the LSD, and he he is part of a motorcycle gang, and he is... So I think as we think about that wonderful question we have, right? What next? That's the question we always think about, right? What next? You know, 90% of what next means just be faithful to me in the small things. That's what the Bible tells us. 90% of it is just, it's only that 10% we get caught up on. What do I do next with myself, right? I know I'm supposed to be faithful with the little things. Maybe it's 99% of us just being faithful in a little thing. It's so 1%. That's, what do I need to do next? But as we think about what's next for us, we think about, you know, what have I gone through? Because you are not someone else. I'm not talking about what has your spouse gone through. What has your brother gone through? I'm talking about what have you gone through. Not what your parents have gone through. What have you gone through? Because all of that helps determine who you are. And God is going to take you and the beautiful mess you are and use you for his glory. To reach a different people group. To reach out to a different type of person. To love with the gifts that he has given you. And some of you are going through it right now. You're still tied to the past and you're like, I can't get over this and I know it's hard and it will take time and that's okay. You are loved anyway. You are loved. God loves you. And he's not going to magically, I wish we, we could say, well, God comes into your life and he just magically makes it all go away. But if it magically went away, he would have to erase all the past that makes you you. You hear those stories of that person who, they, when, as soon as God came into life, they didn't want drugs no more. And that, it's wonderful. I'm glad God does that. But that's an exception to the rule, not the rule. Most of us have to go through AA. NA. Get together with people and work through it. And it's a lifelong struggle. And then when you become uh, an, uh, no longer an alcoholic, you're just a sober alcoholic for the rest of your life. So in the beautiful mess that you are, What is God calling you to? Where has He gifted you? And what is He calling to? Who is He calling you to reach out to? How can He use all that past, the good, the bad, the ugly, for His glory? And I guarantee He can. I guarantee He can. So as we close though, well the first thing we need to ask ourselves is have we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Do we believe in Him as our Savior? But also the Lord. that means I make Him the King of my life. And this is a covenant. Like marriage. And a covenant with Him. Saying I'm going to be part of this relationship, and you have responsibilities, and I have responsibilities. That's what a covenant is. Have I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Maybe you're at the point where in your life where you need to seek support. You know, your next step is I need counseling. I'm a beautiful mess that needs some help. And there are some counselors across the river. I know they are, but there's a couple here in town. I don't know if they're any good. I've had some experience with the BetterHelp app. No, I'm not sponsored by them. Um, I know they offer scholarships, though. It's all online. I've had experience with them. Maybe you're at the point where you say, you know what, I've been hiding from my past, trying to be someone I'm not. You need to remember your past. God has used that. He's going to use your past. You don't get over your past. You just move forward. You move forward in life. Maybe you're at the point in your life where you need to say, you know what, I know what I've gone through, good, bad, the ugly, how can I help someone that's going through the same things I went through? Using those gifts, if it be mercy, let, it be shown. let me show mercy, if it's giving, let me give, if it's teaching, let me teach, if it's service, let me serve. How can I bless others? Maybe you're at the point right now where you say, well, you know, I love you, God, but I don't love the person you're making me into. Guess what? If you don't love the person you're, making me, you're you know, he's making you into, you can't love others. Now, I don't say love your old self. We can put that to death. Love the self that he's making you into. Because that's what the Bible tells us, right? Love God, love others as we love ourselves. Love the self he's making you into. Maybe you're at the point where you used say, I need to fall in love with the self that you're making me into. God, give me a glimpse of who that is so that I may love it. Maybe I love myself a little too much. Let me to love others. Maybe I need to fall in love with God all over again. Where are you at today? Father God, I praise you today, Lord. I pray that you just move in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you help us to remember our past but not be controlled by our past. Lord, to to love the person that you are calling us and you creating in us as we move from our past to our future. Lord, I pray for those who are hurting right now. Lord, those who are stuck by their past, those who have trouble forgiving in their past. Lord, I pray for those who have PTSD and cannot and will never be fully. Lord, I pray that you help them to move forward with their PTSD. And maybe help them to forget the emotions tied to those events. But Lord, I pray you heal. I pray you comfort. I pray you bring us together. But most of all, I pray that you grow us from our past to our future that is tied up in you. Help us move to a future that is focused on you as we become more and more like you. As we have freedom to walk in your way no matter what our past. Use our pasts right now for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.